WNBA training camps open up today with the Chicago Sky opening their preseason May 5th on Friday against the Dallas Wings. We're going to talk about that and what are some of the biggest storylines to watch from the Chicago Sky in that first preseason game. We're also going to go around the WNBA for news. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. Welcome to Chicago Sky Central, and here's your host, Hayes. All right, Sky fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Sky Central. Your number one spot for everything Chicago Sky related. We about to jump into it first. We're going to go around the WNBA for news. And the first thing up is that the Phoenix Mercury and the Suns, they're owned by the same team, actually are canceling their uh, their their TV deal. And so they had a TV deal with Valley Sports, who actually filed for bankruptcy, uh, missed some payments to some teams as well. But they're mo- moving away from that and going to be broadcasting locally in Phoenix and Tucson. But more importantly, they're actually going to a new uh, straight to uh, consumer. So a, a streaming platform straight to consumers. They don't have to have a, a separate service or anything like that. And while they're initially going to probably take a hit, it said that the Phoenix Suns specifically are going to lose tens of millions initially in the first year on the deal. But in the long term, it opens them up to make so much more money. When you look at they're going to be moving around from being available to about eight 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 hundred thousand homes to two point eight million homes by moving to this new streaming service. Now, details on that are still going to be released uh, upcoming. But hey, this is a a a kind of monumental deal in sports and it's something that actually the NBA is going to be looking for when they renew their TV deal and the WNBA who renewed their TV deal I think in 2020 and it runs through 2027 but that's going to be coming up for the WNBA as well as they're going to be probably looking to you know add a little bit more Uh, streaming is going to be a big thing when it comes to sports and you know you have like Hulu who already talks about being able to broadcast live sports and some other uh, Amazon Prime who broadcast the Commissioner's Cup and some choice WNBA games as well Expect streaming to be kind of the next major milestone for sports in general, right? And we know, like, yes, you have League Pass and NBA League Pass and things like that. But ultimately, like, taking the the restructuring of TV deals, the way the TV deals work for so long is that that's why you had, like, blackouts in some areas if you lived in a local market. And even though if your team isn't necessarily playing in that city, you kind of have some games blocked out. That's probably going to go away with the new TV deals, and, and really the NBA is going to set the tone with that. We know that the WNBA, while they they, they trend set with things like an in-season tournament, they really kind of follow the NBA's league when it comes to these streaming deals and, and TV deals and things like that. Not that they make the much, uh, as much money as the NBA does in those deals, but they kind of form, formalize their deals in a similar way. So uh, the Phoenix Mercury being one of the first teams that really kind of take streaming under their own uh, control, and now they're moving on to, to a, a separate service. We'll see how that ends up working out in the long run. And I think all eyes are going to be on this for the Suns and the Mercury just to, to see what this ultimately looks like. And so, hey, we'll see. Uh, it, it's an exciting time, especially if, you, if you're if you in the X's and, well, the, the, the business side of things. If, I know some people don't. Everyone doesn't get into that. Some people just like watching sports. But, you know, somebody like me, um, especially with having, like, this platform, I do, you know, also look at the business side of it and 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 what that means for money-wise and things like that. And so, hey, could be an exciting deal going forward. But speaking of money, Brittany Griner has also come out and said that she's done playing overseas. Unless it's with the USA national team, she's not going to play overseas again. And considering everything that she went through, you know, her book's coming out. This is her first time really speaking on it. Um, it is what it is. And, 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 and it makes sense for her. And, and, you know, it sucks that you know, these WNBA athletes are kind of forced to, you know, to really make the money that they deserve by playing overseas and really playing year round and don't really get the the chance to really take advantage of an offseason. Before a player like Brittany Griner, who 
Uh, and I, I and I think there are going to be some WNBA players as well who just don't. We saw like athletes unlimited and the talent pool that was there. And I really suggest it's on the WNBA League Pass if you're subscribed there to really check out Athletes Unlimited and that tournament there because I really do think as that that league continues to grow, um, it's really going to uh, you know hopefully be another avenue to where some of these WNBA players don't have to go overseas, right? It still sucks that they have to you know play in another league basically, um, but considering it's like six to eight weeks as far as the league. They can make uh, some money there, of course, not as much as they'll make overseas, but they're not forced to leave their families. They're not forced to go over in other places. And I really hope eventually as Athletes Unlimited grows, um, it really, you know, that partnership with the WNBA becomes a little bit, you know, stronger in a way that they, that they, you know, just that they work together a little bit more. I love the fact that it's on WNBA League Pass. I think that that was a huge asset uh, to both uh, brands as far as the WNBA and Athletes Unlimited. I think as that that relationship continues to grow and it becomes, you know, the awareness of it continues to grow and it becomes a little bit more of a must-see thing for WNBA fans, uh, they can really hopefully work out a partnership. And not to say that it'll ever become like a secondary league officially to the WNBA, but I do think that, you know, the the, the benefits of that of that tournament and the benefits of that outlet for, for basketball players uh, in the WNBA could be huge in the long run. So I want to see that continue to grow. Those opportunities as well continue to grow for WNBA players, league round. And, um, yeah, so, you know, especially if Brittany Griner does decide. She hasn't said anything about it. I don't even know if Athletes Unlimited is on her radar. It's kind of just one of my things in coming into that. Um, but, you know, if it does end up being that, and, you know, her even saying that she wants to become a voice of more people who are detained, Americans who are detained in other countries. And, you know, she can be the face of that. And, I, I, I you know, regardless of how she got into the cause or not, you know, the fact that she's really taken that under her wing and it being something that she's that's become important to her after what she went through uh, can be huge. And so, yeah, I, I like that. And as far as the athletes and limited part of it, that's just my own thing to kind of throw in that and, you know, to see what happens there. But, you know, continuing on the, on the, the, the kind of mindset of money, right, is that, WNBA revenue doubled last season. When you look at the WNBA was uh, is expected to bring out between 180 to 200 million in combined league and team revenue uh, this upcoming year. Last year it was 102 million into in, in 2019. So you look at the growth that they've had, right? Um, over the last couple of years. Now the the, the downside of this is that players only earn 9.3 percent of that. Now the WNBA. Uh, salary cap and, and, and league structure is completely different from NBA. Yes, team and league revenue is factored into the revenue sharing um, with NBA teams. It's not really like that with, with WNBA teams. When you look at the base salary, right, uh, the total share of the revenue uh, that went to WNBA players was 9.3 in the fiscal year of 2020. That, that, that ended September 30th, right? Um, and so that was uh, down 11 per, from 11% in 2019. So, again, it's the fact that the revenue sharing is dropping, right? And part of that is that, you know, when you look at the NBA, the NBA makes 51% of basketball-related income as part of their CBA. The WNBA does not have that. Their, their collective bar, bargaining agreement they just signed in 2020, um, it's, it's through 2027. The league or the players can opt out in 2025. It is expected that the WNBA Players Union is going to opt out of that deal. And so right now, base salaries are locked into a set rate uh, for as long as they're on that contract. Now, with an increase for 3% that they're, that they're expected to get, um, it looks like the minimum is going to go up from 62000 to 234000 Now, that is a huge revenue if it stays on the same percentage that it is now, right? And they're also factored in 3% for inflation is what's factored into those numbers. So, again, that's that could be a huge new 
base for the WNBA. When you look at the salary, the base salary jumping from $62,000 to $234,000. Now, I don't expect it to not to be that number. I'm, I'm sure the WNBA is going to try to, you know, work that collective bargaining agreement to where, because that, that would be a huge cut into revenue. And considering that jump, I don't necessarily expect that. But if that does happen, right, uh, if it jumps up that high, you, you can uh, hopefully that that creates a lot more space for WNBA players to not have to go overseas and play. If you look at the base salary being two hundred and thirty four thousand dollars up from sixty two thousand, that 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 really changes things drastically for WNBA players and what they make. So and when you look at also the viewership, viewership for the WNBA finals this past year was up one hundred and seventy one percent from two thousand and twenty one to two thousand and twenty two. The league awareness is growing. And when you look at also the NCAA women's basketball also being being appointment level television and the tournament being what it is, do not be surprised if we see a viewership uh, rise hugely again in the WNBA. So, you know, those are kind of the things to look out for. And I'm all for athletes getting what's deserve, what des- uh, they deserve. And yeah, the CBA is a little bit different in the NBA from the WNBA, and that's fine. But as the WNBA grows, we absolutely need to see the players' profits as well and their, their revenue sharing grow with that as well. And so if that does, that could be huge for the WNBA. And let's hope that that's the case reasonably, of course, as well. But all right, that's enough from news for around the WNBA. Let's get into the Chicago Sky-specific stuff. So training camp opened today. For the Chicago Sky, and I know a lot of Sky fans are, are itching. We can't wait to see what this new look roster is going to look like. How James Wade is going to use this roster as well. How the how the rotations is going to fall out. Things like that. A stew, you know, now no longer now being uh, she's not going to be here for the W for the WNBA season. Unfortunately, that is what it is. Um, but really looking at this new look Sky team, it's so much new with this team, and so much just changed. Right when you look at. Courtney Vandersloot not being here anymore. Ali Quigley not being here. Candace Parker being gone. Azari Stevens being gone. We lost so many people who were highly important to our rotation that just how new this team is going to be, how this team comes together, it's going to be fun to see that anyway. But then you look at, you know, the, the new players that we have. We have Courtney Williams, Elizabeth Williams, Isabel Harrison, Elena Smith, right? Those players, and, and you know, uh, as far as players that were already here, like a Dana Evans and what their role is going to grow. How are they going to step up now that those veteran pieces are going to be gone? Kalia Copper as well, right? Having Ka now on this, uh, on this, uh, being the de facto Franchise player, not to say that she wasn't that before. Everything was kind of built around what Cod did, right? But now having Kalia Copper on this team and just everything really being built around her skill set, this team is now built around her, right? And you, every player that's come into this roster, they've talked about how Kalia either reached out to them or how they saw themselves fitting next to Kalia Copper. And that is important. So, you know, it's so much new. And we open up our preseason May 5th against the Dallas Wings. You know, we have Marina Mabry uh, on this team who actually left the Dallas Wings, as well as Isabel Harrison as well. And so, you know, that's going to be a, a, not a measuring stick game by any stretch of the imagination. I don't really, I would hesitate to call any preseason game a measuring stick game anyway. But just to look at what that could mean for the Chicago Sky, right, um, is important. And so, you know, I can't wait to see what the offense looks like. I can't wait to see what the defense looks like. What's the rotations, right? Does Dana Evans or anybody else really have a bigger Rebecca Gardner? What's going to be her role now? She's, you know, expected to step up into an even larger role now. I've already said on the episode, I can absolutely see her being the sixth woman of the year if the Chicago Sky win enough for being in that conversation at least, right? So 
all things to look out for and as the preseason opens for the Chicago Sky is that rotation. How James, how James Wade uses that rotation. Who steps up the most and really steps into their new roles and owns that new roles early on? Who forces James Wade to play them? Like Dana Evans, who didn't play much last season, right? So those are all things that, you know, I'm looking extremely forward to for the Chicago Sky season. Khalid Copper as well. Just how that, that motor and how they, this team is really going to be a reflection of her and the heart that she plays with, the level of determination she plays with, the grittiness she plays with. This team is all really coming around there. So when you look at the schedule, a couple of important dates, May 5th, first preseason game, that's next Friday. We will be live for a post-game show right after that game ends. You ain't got to ask. I'm, I'm going to give it to you straight. We'll be live. That game is at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. We'll be live there shortly thereafter that game. So expect us to be live there. We're going to have some fun. The first live postseason game uh, that we, I mean, postseason show that we've had uh, almost ever on the, on, the, on the channel. Everything has not really been live. We're really putting a focus on live post games um, on this channel going forward this season. So that's going to be the first one with that. And then uh, the next preseason game that we play after that is actually May 7th against Indiana. But then we open up our season officially. May 29th against the Minnesota Lynx. So be on the lookout for that. Hey, the season's here. The season is officially upon us, and we got so many great things planned for you. Guess Steve-O's going to be around here regularly as well on this channel. The same uh, Steve-O who helped me with the, um, the WNBA draft show. So be tuned in for that. We're going to have fun when he's here. And we'll have some rotating guests as well. We'll always have somebody in here. Not, not guests. Uh, we'll always be dropping content. We are, we are going to be, I promise you, one of the most consistent and regular WNBA Sky-focused shows around. And you can also get your WNBA news and analysis here. We'll be doing some general WNBA things as well. But Sky is our focus. Sky is our home. And we're going to be locked in. And hopefully you guys stay tuned in. But that's it for me for today. Make sure you're following the show at Chicago Sky Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Sky Central at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message, and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes. Number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Sky related because of you guys. And I'll see you guys the next time we go to Sky Town. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break, Break Media. Media. Media.